Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Blend Toots podcast. Uh, in this episode, I would like to answer a question I got from Enrique from Fortaleza, Brazil. And uh, he was kind enough to send me a, a recording via email. Remember that you can send me an email to podcast at blentus.com to ask me questions, and I will try to answer them as soon as possible in future episodes of this podcast. Um, so Enrique uh, was talking to me on how uh, he got started. He has been doing 3D for, uh, I don't remember sadly, but around 20 years. That's double than me. Uh, <laughs> however, his question uh, is because he apparently has been kind of stuck in the video editing and video VFX uh, industry, but he would like to get his feet on uh, 3D stuff, which is what he really, truly loves. So I really appreciate the question, Henrique. Uh, nice uh, knowing about you, and I'm glad you like the podcast that much. So um, in this episode, I decided to talk a, a little bit about my experience getting into this industry, in the 3D industry, and doing uh, or finding works as a 3D artist. Um, I want to add a disclaimer here, however, because I may not be the best person to give you advice about this subject. I do know a, a, a little, of course, because I uh, partly work as a freelancer and do 3D works for clients. But, um, you know, as I kind of got into the road of education, I since a few years ago, uh, even before I totally started uh, working as a full-time 3D artist, um, I, I was working as, as a full-time 3D artist in a in a in a company, but um, it's true that my real interest uh, has become education and uh, teaching other people how to do 3D, right? So I, I I have been leading my career towards this aspect of uh, of uh, 3D in the education field, and so. I'm not interested that much anymore about actually working as a 3D artist, even though, as I said, I'm working as a freelancer, partly. Let me just talk a little about my experience in the in the subject or for what I have talked about with other people. And I will do a, a, a kind of an introduction to this subject because this is a very, very big subject and uh, I will be talking more about it in future episodes, okay? But here is uh, a, a little about my opinion and some... Uh, advice that you probably find interesting or handy or, or I don't know, uh, cool, <laughs> whatever. I hope you like it. All right, so the first thing you want to know if you are willing to work as a 3D artist is whether you like to work for a company or as a freelance artist. Now, each one of uh, these aspects have uh, different uh, advantages and uh, counterparts and uh, things like that, but... Um, it's important that you know it because depending on what you are looking for, uh, it, the, the road would be dif different. However, in my experience, working for a company, especially when you are getting started, can be very, very tricky. Why is that? Well, because if you go to a company and show them your uh, CV and maybe your portfolio and stuff, if you have never worked before for a company, uh, surprisingly, they will tell you more, almost invariably, that... Uh, they are looking for someone with more experience, that you are not experienced enough. You don't have experience doing 3D works in companies, so they won't hire you. This is what I found myself. Uh, I found myself in this situation. I was looking for a job in different companies, and, um, well, uh, 
they didn't give it to me, of course. I, I was getting started. It's, you know, now looking back to the situation, I kind of understand it, right? I, I can see that I was not experienced enough to, to be able to work at a company. Um, so they will tell you that experience is needed. But the paradox here is that if nobody is going to hire you in the beginning, how the hell are you supposed to get that experience, right? How, how are you supposed to get that initial experience that all of them ask for? Um, well, the solution for me was to become a freelance. So in a way, the the road for going and uh, reaching the point in which you are able to work for a company, you must get a freelance first. So instead of a choice between working for a company or being a freelance, I kind of find it that they are kind of related to each other and you must be a freelance before working for a company in a, in some way, right? Um, how to find your first work if you decide to go this way uh, of being a freelancer and how to get works, how to get jobs, how to find clients? Well, um, the, the typical way of doing it is uh, locally, all right? Just go in your city and uh, visit some companies that might be interested in your services, not not for hiring you as a full-time artist, but maybe for doing some, you know, sporadic stuff, uh, spontaneous stuff that comes up uh, uh, from time to time, some 3D thing for an advertisement or some little animation for a, for a client they need, whatever. Uh, just, you know, go to design companies and, and uh, advertisement companies and uh, try to uh, sell them your services. Now, um... This can be tricky also because uh, locally we are very, very limited. And let's face it, maybe if you live uh, in, a, in a small city, you won't find a lot of these companies. And the ones you will find uh, probably are kind of stuck in the past This because this happened to me. They still kind of don't know. They don't understand the possibilities or what you can do with 3D. So they are not interested in this stuff. Okay, there, there are ways of kind of educating them and stuff like that so they become interested on that, but we, I'm, I'm not going to enter into this subject in this podcast. The, the thing is that probably they are not willing to uh, hire you even for a specific job, all right, let alone full-time, of course. Um, they might be interested, of course, and then you have a client. However, uh, luckily, we live in a, in, a, in a time in which we have the internet. And since a few years ago, finding jobs and clients uh, through the internet is almost something normal that happens every day, and a lot of people are already used to it. Um, my first client, in fact, was a client from the Arab Emirates, uh, <laughs> which was funny to me, and uh, I think it was on the year probably 2007. And uh, I found it in a website because there are a lot of websites. I, I'm not going to point you at a specific one because the ones I used to use, uh, I don't remember really the, the, the specific addresses of, of these uh, websites and probably they are not uh, online anymore. Uh, but uh, I'm pretty sure there are still these uh, kind of websites because I've heard about them. And uh, I'm pretty sure you can find some, uh, some very little and cheap and uh, simple jobs uh, that you can do easily, all right? So uh, this is my recommendation, that you go online and start searching for websites that has um, some way of connecting potential clients with potential 
employ employees and uh, what they do, how they work, basically. And this is how I got my first job. Okay, so just uh, just so you have an idea, the way it works is that someone needs your service, but they don't know anyone that can do it. All right, this happens a lot, especially with uh, design or three D and stuff like that, because people probably need some three D model for something they are working on. Uh, for they want to sell a product and they need a little animation. They want, uh, I don't know, to make an app for a phone and they need a 3D model, but they don't know how to do it. And they don't know anyone that can do it. So what they do is post it in one of these websites uh, that is uh, maybe they are called something like freelancer.com or something like that. I think that was the the one I got my first job in. It was something like freelance.com or something like that. And uh, so they post the job and they say, okay, I need this, this and this. Okay, sometimes they may mention uh, how much money they are willing to pay or something like that, but it's uh, not really a, a thing. What happens then is that you can go in and offer a proposal to this uh, potential client. You say, okay, I can do this thing, this thing and this thing. Uh, you can show them uh, your works uh, so they can know if you are able to do it or maybe they are impressed by what you are doing and they know that uh, you will do it finally, um, whatever. And so you tell them the estimated price or you can ask questions if you need some more information in order to to uh, to be able to calculate how much it would cost to you to do this job. So then from the people that sends them uh, contact and their proposal, this potential client will select one and that one will get the job. Um, now, of course, this is people that are mm, sometimes not professional. This is sometimes uh, done illegally, uh, all right? Like, uh, you know, there are no invoices, there are uh, nothing, because it's mainly people who are getting started and things like that. They don't have a lot of money, maybe, because otherwise they probably would go to a, to a known uh, design company or something like that, and they would get someone to do it. Um, so this is typically people that don't have a lot of money. However, it's uh, kind of cool, and uh, this first client of mine, for example, um, it was one of the examples that, one of the possibilities that could happen, right? And I'm, I'm going to tell you how it went. The thing is that I had to do something that was kind of simple, but uh, it was urgent and uh, it wasn't a lot of money. But I did it. And I think it was some 60 euros or something for uh, two days work, uh, which is um, not too bad keeping in mind that I was young and young and I, I didn't have to pay taxes or anything like that. As I, as I said, it, it was just, you know, very small stuff uh, done from time to time. So I just got it. And um, what happened is that this guy was extremely satisfied with the result. Now, I wasn't that experienced. I didn't do that amazing job. Uh, but the job was good enough. And this is something that you have to keep in mind at the beginning, that maybe small clients don't need something like what you see in the cinema. They maybe uh, can do with something very simple. So they are not willing to pay you a lot of money, but they also don't need a, a lot. And as they are not experienced and they are probably not into 3D and don't know how it works or whatever, just something quite simple would do for them. Um, in this case, what happened is that uh, this guy liked it a lot. He was very satisfied. And just next week, he came up with another job. Because this is what happens. 
it may happen that uh, you do a work for someone and that's it. You never know again from that person. But it may happen that one of these uh, possible clients are very satisfied and probably they have more jobs or something, but now they don't. They know that you are there and you do a good job. So instead of posting another stuff on these websites and find for and, and look for someone, what they will do the next time is call you directly and you already have a client. Now, if you do this repeatedly, of course, your, your jobs will start improving. You can educate these clients because they sometimes are not uh, a lot into 3D and they don't know how complex it is and, and all this. So you can educate them and tell them, okay, you know, but uh, this is not the typical price, okay? This thing that you are asking now uh, is, is uh, more expensive or it, it will cost more time or whatever. You, you, that you can already talk with the client and see if you can reach an agreement. If not, you just can uh, go repeat and uh, find other, other clients. What's uh, the problem with this? Well, you probably don't make a lot of money at the beginning, but if you have another job, uh, you can do this part-time and do some simple, small jobs. That will get you experience, lots of experience. You can't imagine how many hits I got <laughs> and uh, I was tricked a lot of times and, and, and that kind of things. But in the long run, you get a lot of experience working. Uh, you know how to organize yourself a lot better because you have done things for actual clients, not only for yourself. And even, uh, you know, I would say that in these cases, um, the, the, the little money that you're getting compensates with the learning that you get from those projects as well. Because it's not just a project that you know how to do and you do it. No, it's probably something that you have never done before because you never had to. This client asks you for it and you get a real experience that later when you go to a company, you can say, hey, I've been working as a freelance uh, for five years and I had this amount of clients and I have done these works and you can show them. Uh, so it's also on you to make these works this, uh, these jobs in a good way. You may go for the simple thing and uh, if the client is not willing to pay a lot, uh, just do something very crappy and maybe it will do for the client and is enough. But you have to keep in mind that if you're going to show this to a company to show uh, how experienced you are, you might be interested in losing money you know, and spending some more time doing this, these jobs and instead of delivering a crappy job, you deliver a good work. So then you are proud to show it to a company, okay? And, um, and so, yeah, this way you, you will get some little money, you will get experience, and uh, you will start getting clients. And probably some of them end up being good clients. This, this first client of mine ended up, uh, we ended up uh, working for probably a couple of years and uh, we did a lot of work together. So uh, it, uh, it was really a, a good experience. I, I got some other clients and stuff. And then once you're getting started, this is something I, I think uh, always happens with almost anything you do. And is that if you get started and you keep doing it and you do it well, your clients will tell other potential clients, they will call you, um, you will get jobs, your, your works will be around and other people will see them and they will ask the guy uh, who did it and they will point at you. And uh, th this is kind of um, inertia of uh, momentum, okay? So uh, if you just uh, do it right and treat your clients well and uh, just um, keep doing it for a while, 
you will end up having a, a few clients that you can rely that you know you will have enough work uh, for for getting uh, you know for being occupied most of your time. <laughs> this is what happened to me, and in fact, I I I still have some uh, of these clients from that I carry from a few years ago since a few years ago, so they keep asking me for, for stuff, for, for projects, sometimes very little stuff that I, you know, most of the time I don't even show it. Other times I would like to show it, but I can't because I have these non-disclosure agreements and things like that, so I can't really show what I do, I have to keep it for myself. Um, but most of the time it's very simple stuff uh, that I do in an afternoon, and I don't even show it because I'm not really proud of it, or it's, it's not, even if it's good, um, it's just for the client and it will do for the client, but it's not something that I'm really proud of showing because it's something for me very mm, normal, something very normal that is not special to, to, to show or anything. But still, it, uh, it, it can get you some money. Um, and uh, as I said, even, even though I'm trying to get myself into the education field, uh, I'm getting on it little by little and uh, uh, hopefully... In, a, in the long run, I will end up only living from education. But for now, I kind of in a transition. So I'm not looking for clients anymore. This is why um, I, I'm probably not the best person to, to tell you. But uh, I still have clients from this time in which I used to look for clients and, and do stuff constantly for them. So um, so yeah, this is, uh, this is my advice in this uh, subject. You know, just uh, remember... Look uh, locally. Having a local clients is good because local clients, um, you know, you can see them in person and stuff. That's more mm, trustworthy. Uh, with clients uh, over the internet, you can have some problems sometimes. However, what, what I find is that, um, you know, when, when I was uh, getting started, uh, for some clients, it was a big deal to work online because it was not very common and uh, they were kind of, ah, uh, they didn't trust it. Right? They didn't trust, you know, maybe they were like, oh, maybe I pay this guy and he won't do the job or uh, maybe he uh, he will charge me for 10 hours, but he will be at home and only work for two. You know, people was not very into the online business. But nowadays we are in a world in which uh, most people that work with technology, which is <laughs> people that are going to be interested in 3D stuff or, or video stuff and things like that, um, they are kind of used to work with online with other people having video conferences you know you can have video conferences with your uh, with your clients and talk about the job that you're going to do organize it uh, there there is your job also to find ways of making the clients trust you and looking a lot uh, very professional okay things like you have to be organized you have to show them that you're organized and sometimes it's more important to show them that you're organized than actually being organized and I, i've seen a lot of people well not a lot but a few people who are very good looking organized but then they are really a mess you know and, and if if you get a, a work that uh, they have been working on it's totally unorganized but to the clients they look uh, very organized and professional and that's what matters to the clients they they sometimes care more about the appearance that you give than that you are actually uh, what you claim you are, all right? This, unfortunately or fortunately, it works uh, this way. But if you're really organized, if you are straightforward, if you are honest and, and all this stuff, you shouldn't have a problem. However, you have to keep in mind that this is not something that happens overnight. Uh, you will have to work on it. You, ha you will have to uh, 
uh, repeat. You, it, it will probably take you a long time until you have a constant flow of clients that uh, uh, get your jobs, uh, you know, in a not daily, but in a weekly basis or something like that. So you can live from it. So it's a hard work. It's hard work. But, uh, you know, luckily, you can take it as a way of, uh, you know, getting experience. So then when you go to a company, you can say, hey, you know, I've been for four years working as a freelancer and I've done these things and I've worked with these clients. So they can't tell you anymore that you don't have experience and they won't hire you because you are not experienced. In fact, I I can share with you a, a little piece of experience that uh, th this happened to me that... I was working at a company and they actually told me that uh, when they were looking for someone for you know what in the in the for the place that I uh, that I was uh, was doing the the work that I was doing there they told me that um, they liked the fact that I was a freelancer before because they knew that a freelancer has to deal with a lot of different stuff uh, and with a lot of different clients and uh, that requires a uh, a specific type of personality that uh, they were looking for. If you work for a company, it's kind of maybe more relaxed. You don't have to deal with clients. You just have to do what they tell you. But if you are a freelancer, you have to be on your own. You have to decide how you work. You have to organize yourself. You have to deal with clients. And I think that uh, adds to you a layer of responsibility or something like that, that some companies actually like. And uh, some companies will... Um, uh, you know, uh, like in a company that I was working on, uh, we did some things about augmented reality and things like that. And I was uh, in charge of the 3D and design uh, department. And uh, they were actually looking for someone uh, like me that was a freelancer before because they wanted someone who was kind of, um, you know, more independent than, uh, than a normal person because they needed someone who could decide how to do things or what uh, was the best approach for doing a specific work. Um, because they were not experienced themselves about design. So, um, you know, some, some companies are looking for that. So keep that in mind. And I hope uh, you liked uh, this advice, that you find it useful. Uh, especially I would like that you find it useful. And in future episodes, I will talk about uh, more related subjects because this is a really big subject. Uh, in fact, I, I just noticed that I've been talking for more than 20 minutes, <laughs> uh, which makes it the longest uh, uh, podcast episode uh, uh, th th so far. Um, but yeah, it's a very interesting subject. Uh, I've spent a long time talking uh, about these things with uh, with mates uh, or other freelancers and other designers. And so, well, in other uh, episodes, I will talk maybe about how, you know, to deal with clients, uh, things that you have to keep in mind. Uh, hits I got myself and uh, and trouble I had with some clients, so you can avoid it. But keep in mind that at the beginning, having a little trouble is actually, I think, not bad because it will teach you a lot. You will learn a lot about it. And uh, once you have a hard time because you made an error, uh, you probably won't have it again and you will be prevented next time. <laughs> That's uh, how we learn, right? So, uh, some of the of the problems I've had, um, I, I already knew they were going to happen. Uh, people before told me that they would happen, and I still didn't uh, pay attention, and I 
commit those uh, same errors. So, uh, so yeah, in future episodes we'll keep talking about this because it's uh, uh, too big to to cover in uh, in a single podcast. And so stay tuned and see you on future episodes. Remember that you can write to me at podcast.blentus.com and ask uh, your questions and I will be happy to answer in uh, future episodes. See you soon and happy blending.